Welcome to the good, the bad, and the sequel with your hosts, Doug and Jamie. So we are back, and this is the movie podcast where we're talking sequels, and we do it in two parts. The first, an interview with an actor or someone involved that made the film worth watching. I really hope you enjoyed last week's interview with martial artist, bodyguard, just overall badass actor Richard Norton. Go back and check that out because he had some amazing stories. And the second is a discussion of the sequel, what they got right, what they got wrong, and how it could have been better. But before we dive into this week's movie, I got to introduce you to my partner in this sequel watching journey, Jamie Riccardi. Jamie, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome, Doug. How about you? I'm doing really good, man. It's good. Uh, this is the first not good movie that we've watched in a while? <laughs> question mark? Uh, well, not a question mark for me. Uh, okay. It, 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 was, uh, it wasn't great, I have to be honest. Um, I also never knew there was a sequel to this. I didn't know either. And, you know, it's funny. Like, you know, the first one is, I mean, you know, when you first watch it, it's like it's a cheesy kind of, you know, but good movie. Like, you know, such a cult classic. Um, this is cheesy, but definitely not good. And I don't think it's going to be a cult classic. I don't think so either. But it, for a movie that I've never heard of, it wasn't as bad as I thought. And it's funny, this, the, the star of the movie, Jonathan, I think his last name's Sketch? Scratch, Skatch, I don't know how to say it, but anyway, he uh, he wrote this movie, and he actually wrote 8mm 2. Did you know that there was an 8mm 2? Uh, I did not know. <laughs> how well, how did they make a one of that? I was going to say, the first one, you know, is a sketchy movie to begin with. I know. I just don't know how they make a set. Is there more uh, 8mm footage that needs to be... Anyway, so did you know he was married to Christina Applegate, this Jonathan sketch guy? Um, I did not know that, uh, but I did find out after I heard our awesome interview with uh, Richard Norton. Yeah, that was pretty cool when he mentioned that. He's like, you know, I'll marry children. And uh, I was like, oh, dude, that's I wonder if she was on set. I should have asked that. Well, you know, he looks familiar. And I wonder it, what she made a movie called. Um, what's he, She made a movie with. Cameron Diaz. Um, the Sweetest Thing? Yes. And he was in it. Oh, uh, okay. Well, well, her husband was in it at the time. It's like a small like scene. And I wonder if that was him because he looked kind of familiar. Oh, okay. Maybe they yeah. did that. That'd be nice. Yeah. Get him work. She's like, honey, do a real movie. We don't have to do sequels <laughs> to these 80s and 90s movies that nobody really knew that you made. But uh, So let's get it started. So right away, there's just country music. Just just kicks in, and it's and it's a big company that funded this movie. Country music played over lots of cuts of Crocs, fan boats, cocaine, crystal meth, and gangsters, and somebody using a butterfly knife. I was gonna say, you know the, what the movie's gonna be high adrenaline when this the second the like the first word comes on the screen, the the music is pumped up. I mean, like it's like you're ready to go, like it's it. it High, high gear, high speed right away. Like We're like, all right, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, and this movie didn't want to have a cold open to like show anything about the movie. It just showed Roadhouse 2 right, right away, like not even, not even waiting. And yeah. they showed those two women come out of like the Lamborghini at the Black Pelican, which, why is that play? What is that name? Now, now that, that's a question I had. Was this the same bar as the original? No, the original was the Double Deuce, right? Okay. All right, so this is a brand brand Double new. Deuce. Two uh, poops. <laughs> Why would somebody name? To, to, but anyway, yeah, <laughs> that makes, I never thought of that. Well, are there such things as black pelicans? I'm thinking if I googled it right now, it's like probably like the state bird of. I know the state bird of Louisiana is the pelicans. Maybe the black pelican. Have you ever seen a black pelican? No, I, I, I've been in Louisiana, but not for any bird. But. We can't get a bird expert on the podcast. Okay. We'll have to work on that. So then just like the other one shows the bar, lots of fighting. And then Will Patton is in this movie, which is amazing because he was like the coach in remember the Titans. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He was in Armageddon. Oh yeah. And uh, I'm trying to think what else he was there. Well, so oh, just like, 60 seconds. Yeah. yeah. He's, I mean, he's, he's a big guy. He's a big oh yeah. Guy. You know, but so just like the movie starts with music right away, as soon as you see the bar, there's a bar fight right away. Like, they're not wait. This movie doesn't waste any time at all to get, dive right in. 
I just didn't know that he was such a badass. He he knocks two guys out, and then no, he knocks the one guy out that kind of looks like the guy from Shark Tank. Correct, and John, and then he pushes him down the long flight of stairs. And they're not small guys. Like he like handled, but was he ever like a tough ass in any of these movies? No, I don't. I don't. Maybe 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 Armageddon was he? No, not really. But did, wasn't he in the ship that went to the asteroid? That's pretty bad. Yeah, he yeah, but he, well. Sitting in a chair, you know, is not really badass. Beating up guys that are f- three times the size of you is pretty badass. And he, I mean, and he's not young. I mean, so if you look at him, he, you know, he's kind of older. I mean, and you know, the one thing I also noticed is for the most part, except for one bouncer, they're not really big at this place. They're kind of small. Like, they don't look like they're in shape. You know, they're kind of, uh, you know, if the, for a bar that has this many fights, I would think they would have much bigger bouncers. I know. They're, they're very doughy. The one guy had a big gut. <laughs> Very doughy. So then right away, like before we even see him, I think, Will Patton, the uncle that owns the bar, he gets a phone call from Jake Busey. Do you see that it's Jake Busey or did I jump the gun right No, in? no, no. You don't, you don't, you just see, you're, it's like one of those movies where you see like the villain from behind, you just see his head, you don't know who it is. So it's like a surprise, you know, a surprise look. Well, surprise guys, it's Jake Busey. I just let you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I guess he would probably be the last person I would think that we turn around. Like, you know, I guess the, the, the camera's trying to hide. Got a question about Jake, though. He's Is, is he as loony as his father? I mean, like, he acts like he's like, something wrong with him. Now, Gary Busey was in a motorcycle accident, and he was, like, all over the place. So I, I, I get why he's the way he is. But Jake's also kind of wacky. Yeah, no, he's definitely wacky. And I rode multiple times on here. Over and over again, I wish Gary Busey played the bad guy instead of Jake Busey. Because then it would have been believable because I'm like, this guy's whacked out. Now, Gary Busey from like Lethal Weapon or Gary Busey the way he is now? Well, it would be ideal if it was from – but this, since this is made in 2006, 2005, it'd have to be now. But I think he could still pull it off. But no, it would have been badass if uh, they made a Roadhouse 2 back then. I know they've been on screen before you know, in uh, the surfing movie. Anaconda? No, the surfing movie with that. Oh, the surfing. I thought you said the serpent movie. No, no. no the surfing movie with Keanu Reeves. Oh, uh, uh, Point Break. Point Break, yeah. But they didn't have to fight or anything. That would have been a badass fight if it was ever Swayze one-on-one with Gary Busey. That back then, Gary Busey? Well, you know what? That's a question I also have. So a few times we see the, you know, the spoiler alert, Patrick Swayze's son is the main character in this movie. Yeah. And multiple people go up to him and says, I thought you'd be a little bigger. I know. Okay. Now, I don't recall uh, Patrick Swayze being that big. Like, was he a big guy? Like, no, but I think that's what it meant. That's what the line means. Well, I, well, I, I thought you'd be means. bigger. Oh, okay. No, he well, was a I, tiny guy. Right. So why would he be bigger? His father was small. Well, maybe the mom was a mastodon. Oh, well, if his mom is the nurse from that movie, she was so much bigger than Patrick Swayze in that movie. In the original oh, Roadhouse, oh. I forget right. her name, but she is like six foot two, and he's like five foot four. So they're basing his size on his mom. Maybe. Uh, okay. Whatever happened to her? They, they <laughs> just talking about the dad the whole time, but she was a big part of it. But yeah, so it's Shane Tanner, which I never knew Dalton's name. So going into this, if I would have read the summary, yep. spoiler, I would have known. I really didn't know what the connection was going to be. Correct. And they don't drop it right away. No, and I had to go look on uh, the credits, and I said Tanner and his uncle that uh, – what's his name? The actor. We just Will Patton, yeah. But he's Tanner. So, yeah. like, I, I thought that was – you know, I don't know where the connection was coming. So I thought maybe, you know, yeah, I don't know. But they drop it, like, every so often, like, say a little bit a little bit here. So then Jake Busey made the phone call to Will Patton and said, hey, one of your employees is dirty. We should meet. And then it cuts right to where we meet Shane for the first time. He's at a strip club. And this is these are the first boobs that we've seen since Meatballs 3. Oh, yes, it is. And the, those are 80s boobs. This is, <laughs> yeah, this is our first two realm into the 2000s. But it's not like I'm just keeping score. So, then, we, so we had like natural boobs to fake boobs? I don't know. I didn't stare enough at these to know what, what the, the validity of them. But uh, So then we see a drug deal going down and the DEA shuts it down. The stripper points the gun. Jonathan, you know, sketch Shane Tanner. He's getting arrested. I'm like, wait, is this guy a bad guy? Like, you don't know right away. Like, what's right. going on? Right. 
but they also had the, un- the the one girl was on the cover, right? Yeah, she was the girl that we might get on the. Her name's Crystal Menicon. Yeah, so she might come on to the podcast down the road, and uh, which would be awesome because she was in Harold and Kumar, the second movie. So that'd be cool to chat about that and talk about this, like yeah, that would be her cool. take on this movie. But yeah, so she cuffs him, throws him in the champagne room. We find out that he's on your cover. She starts like going well that i was gonna ask you i mean i'm not a law enforcement expert i mean uh, i know you have some connections is that is that how things get done like after you do a big bust you just go in the champagne room and just you know get a little on i guess celebrate i guess you got to spell celebrate but i don't know what they were celebrating because according to that captain <laughs> so that guy i guess he got hired that day because his line i wrote it down because he sounded like he was sleeping when he was saying, he goes, I put you undercover for four months and all you give me is Fred fucking Rogers. Where's the big one you were talking about? <laughs> and, and, and when you say Fred Rogers, are we talking about Mr. Robert, Mr. Rogers? Oh, dude, that's his name too, right? Why do they use that name? <laughs> of all names, they could have made up any, he wrote the movie. He yeah. could have been like Ben Rogers or yeah. Steve Ro- but. Fred Rogers. Mr. Rogers. He thought he probably saw it in the screen. He's like, I wrote that. <laughs> Christina Applegate was probably like, honey, don't, we know you love Mr. Rogers. Don't put it into your script. He's like, I'm going to put it. Wow. Oh man. So then you mentioned before how badass Will Patton is. Uncle Nate. When he goes down to the dock and those guys are just waiting for him. I think he beats the shit out of three guys. He does. And again, they weren't small, but why are the meetings always in like a dark like, it's never, like, door to daylight, like, you know, and he goes alone. You know, like, who, who, well, one of the questions I did have is, who did he think he was meeting? That is a good question. I don't know. If somebody called me and not said who they were, I don't even pick up for numbers. I don't know. This guy's picking up phone calls and just meeting somebody nowhere. But you know what's funny? I wonder, this 2006, all movies that we've seen, it's always in some shady, dark place. You got to think, Richard Nixon, all that, yep. Deep Throat, they met in the, in the dark in a parking structure. What movie was Deep Throat? Deep, I'm talking about Richard Nixon. Oh, okay. The whole like Watergate scandal. Well, Deep Throat is another movie. I thought you were talking about another movie. Oh, no, I was not talking about that. No, no, no. We okay. don't cover those here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, so so yeah, you're right. But I wonder nowadays, people want to look good. They want to be in good light. Okay, okay. so this movie was made in 2006, right? Yes. There's a scene when they have a portable phone, cordless phone. Did you see? Oh, I wrote this down, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I know it's jumping ahead a little bit, but so this is 2006. I don't remember having... The phone that was, that looked like a 1985, like first cordless phone, you know, I was a little confused by that. That's why the year I was, I was a little confused with. Maybe they just got it in Louisiana. No, here's what is even weirder about that. That was Uncle Nate's house. All right. Shane's at Uncle Nate's who's showering. He has the girl's phone from the meeting that when she left it, I think purposely at the bar the night before. So you're telling me the cordless phone was left. it, It sits outside the house all the time. So people can just use it. And again, you have cord- you have cell phones, and then you have this gigantic cordless phone. So, yeah. You know, yeah, we didn't get to that scene yet, but I have a couple questions about that as well. So, okay, so, okay. <laughs> all right, so yeah, so Nate is just ki- kicking the crap out of everybody. Oh yeah, and then comes uh, Big Bad Busey, right? Yeah, they're going at it. Then Will Patton, he's beating the crap out of him, and then he has him in a chokehold. And then who I've listed multiple times in my notes, Ninja Star Girl. Throws a ninja, right? That was a yeah. ninja star. Yeah, yeah. That time. That was insane. Yeah. Now, is, is Jake Busey known as a badass also? No, no no one thinks he's a badass. Okay. I'm just, just curious. He was kind of creepy in the new Stranger Things. He was in it? Oh, yeah. He was one of the employees at the newspaper. So he went from starring in a movie to uh, being an employee at the newspaper at Stranger Things? Well, this isn't, would you say this is starring in a movie? Oh, that's true. All right. I'm not mocking it. He's been in other <laughs> movies too in bigger roles, but uh Can you name two? Can you name one? Well he's the fr- he he was in the Frighteners. That was like one of his early movies. He was one of the main ghosts, right? All right, okay. All right. So that's, anyway, that's all so, I got. Yeah, thanks. That's good. So they so they, they she basically not they take uh I thought they left him for dead. I thought he died. You know, uh, Nate when when the ninja starts. Oh yeah, when he oh yeah, he punches. He gets out of it for a second. Yeah. He dives in the water and then he they just like fire shots into him. Yeah. How the hell did he get out of there? Because that phone call happened pretty quick right afterwards. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. And how, how long did he hold his breath down? Because, I mean, you know, he was pretty beat up. I'm assuming he was really, like, tired. And then he jumps in the water and then he can't find him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, you know. But then, so then the next thing, that I guess they go to the bar, right? Uh, Busey oh, goes to the bar. Dude. Ninja <laughs> Star Chick yeah. well, <laughs> beats the shit out of a girl, a blonde chick, makes her bleed, and then licks the blood off of her face. Oh, yeah. Well, and then Busey comes in there, smashes the glass, just a random table, smashes the glass, and then slams the guy's head in the table, and, then, and no one says anything. Yeah, Now, you have bouncers there. What's the point of having a bouncer if you are allowed someone just to walk in there and just, you know, wreak havoc, and they just keep walking in? Yeah, like, and also, why the hell are there people in that bar? Because if I went there one time and I saw something like that happen, I would not be a yeah. repeat customer, unless there's no other bar around. Um, Which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump ahead a little bit, because... <laughs> I just have to say now. So the one big thing in this movie, Jake Busey wants his bar. He wants his bar like more than anything in the world. At one point, he's willing to give up like 400000 in cash. Right on hand, gave me the bar. And that's why he like attempted to kill Will Patton. If he has four hundred grand cash, which I'm sure he has more than that. It's not like he's maxing everything out. Why the hell doesn't he build his own bar or buy another bar? I think it's the only bar around. It's possible. I mean, this one is very you know established. So I think, you know, I... I I guess, well, there's, there's been drug deals there to begin with. So I think it's already an established drug place, and that's yeah. probably why he wants it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know why he wants this particular one. But I, but it's, it's more Richard Norton. He's the one that wants the bar, not Busey. Yeah, he I know. So he's acting on Norton's orders. But did you see the bouncers do anything at all? No, they, they don't do they, much. They, like, you, you watch the first movie. Those bouncers are, like, involved in every single fight. I don't, I don't think these guys stopped one fight. Yeah, and to go back to the original, they weren't in great shape either. They were big dudes like Jack Wise, but they were pretty fat too. They were, but I mean, these guys look like uh, like new dads. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, you know, like they, they don't go to the gym and just, you know, that they, they, they didn't look too scary. Let's put it that way. It looks and, like uh, if I, you could say it. If it was me, if I was about <laughs> <laughs> I would just be watching, looking on. I'd be like, I'd see the girl like punch a girl, slam her head on the table, lick the blood. I'd be like, Hey, can you clean that up over there? <laughs> I'll get the mop. Don't worry. Enjoy. <laughs> Drinks are on me. So then Shane, he gets the phone call. Hey, your uncle's in bad shape. You, know, you see him in the hospital. So he drives out there. And this movie, I'm telling you, if we timed it with a timer, there's got to be 15 <laughs> to 20 minutes of just showing the, you know, the bayou, the trees, crocodiles. It, it just so many times just showing things like that. So then we meet Bo, the love interest in the movie. Well, but even before you get to that point, yeah. when he said he was going to leave, his captain says you're not allowed to leave yet or he wouldn't let him leave, and he left anyway. The guy just lost – his uncle's in the hospital. His captain wouldn't let him go. Like is that how strict they are in uh, – remember, you're an expert in uh, you know law enforcement. Well, I would think that you know if you read the manual, there has to be some kind of like maybe days that he has to give, but I would think if it's a family injury – you should have at least a couple days to go deal with it. But that guy was pissed off anyway. I read his line before. He was like, oh, man, this isn't a drug bust that I wanted. So I guess he was expecting that to be the big one. And he says, you wait. And spoiler alert, he gets a big one. He does. Eventually. But yeah, so. I was going to say, you know, and this happens a lot in movies. Now, he's, he's, he's. Well, no, actually, we're going to get to it because he meets Bo. She seemed to have an attitude, and he was there helping her, and she had the attitude the whole time. I, I noticed that too, but then at first, at first, I thought the same thing. And then next, I'm like, you know what? They're in some redneck-ass town. She's very attractive. So she probably gets hit on and creeped on by all the time. Probably out there, she's like, I'm going you know, to get one of these good old boys that comes and tries to take advantage. But yeah, he's helping out. He's like, I really want to help you. And then she's like hawking the lug nuts down, dropping them at yeah. him. And then, dude, the one thing about this movie is the soundtrack. I'm sure the budget obviously wasn't monstrously big. Right. Decent people in it. And yep. the music wasn't horrible, but it was horrible. The music was horrible. When Jake Busey... Is standing there riding like way back in his Cadillac in his Escalade, listening to rap music, and he's like smiling. White almost hits Shane Tanner. He dives out of the way, and then he just drives on his way. Well, it's almost like it's like hitting an animal, you know. I guess when you're in Louisiana, you know, you just you just keep driving. Yeah, um, people. But I also had a question. So he's changing his tire, and he's wearing like a white dress shirt. Now he changes the tire. He picks up the tire. 
He brings it over to the, I guess, the trunk. He doesn't have a speck of dirt on him. <laughs> Not a speck. <laughs> now, have you ever changed a tire before? I have, yeah. It's impossible not to have some kind of grease or something on you. And you're in the country of Louisiana, like countryside. You know there's dirt and mud everywhere. Not a speck on his shirt. That's good. I don't know. Maybe maybe he was like, all right, before we shoot this scene, you're going to clean that tire. You're going to clean it, make sure it's spotless. No, that is pretty funny. Well, <laughs> did he take off the bus attire? He did. Oh, okay. I was going to say, if he was just putting the spare on, Spare wouldn't be dirty, but no, no but no, he, he carried it over to the oh. trunk. That, that's yeah, yeah, damn, dude. That's yeah. a good catch. Yeah. Those are good when you catch ones like that in the movies. I'm telling you, not a speck, like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one question it seems like in a lot of these movies, especially in the, in the Roadhouse franchise, if you can call it that, are all small towns as crooked? There's like they said, there's the one cop when he's talking to Shane, he says, there's Three, three cops in the town. They don't do shit. They're like scared of Jake Busey and his gang. Does that every, really happen anywhere? E- like in every real life? single like movie that takes place in the South is always like that. Um, you know, I, I would, I would hope it's not like that, but uh, I bet you, uh, I bet you a lot of these small, t- listen, you have a police department of three people. I mean, you know, and the way they look, I mean, they all look like they're scared crap. You know, like they're scared to do anything. Um, yeah, I bet you it happens more often than we think. Yeah, at least just for the storyline, just for like us as the viewers, at least show like maybe one time in the movie that one cop, the one cop or sheriff that we saw a bunch of interact with Shane, at least show him like get a bag of money, something. There was like nothing exchange ever, so it was almost like, are they really getting anything? Or- well, I I think it's I think it's more about fear. I think it's a matter uh, of you know, Jake Busey is is you know he's he's a nut. And I think, you know, they're just saying, all right, you know what? You leave us alone, you know, don't do anything too crazy. And uh, we'll just turn a head, turn a blind eye. So I think it's more about that. I don't think it's, they're not getting any kickbacks or anything. So Jamie, I have to ask you, this is Roadhouse 2. This movie came out, what, 20 years later? They can make the movie without killing off Dalton. Why'd they have to kill him? Well, because it becomes a revenge. It's a revenge thing now. So, you know, because obviously that's the big, uh, the big drop. At the you know near the end of the movie, you find yeah. out who's the one. So it, the, first of all, you know to add more to that, this is it's called Roadhouse Two, and Roadhouse was all about bouncers. It was, it was about the bar and about the bouncers. This movie really, outside of Busey wanting to buy the bar, it's nothing to do with the bar or the bouncers. Yeah. So, and you know, so it's not really a, not a big correlation with the first movie. So um, it's a revenge movie. And I think, you know, they took away the, the original concept and it's they had to kill him to make it all about the revenge. I would like if he knew who did it in the beginning and like the whole movie, he's like going to find that guy. It was just like thrown at the end. Like he's like, oh, I didn't. We'll get to that later. Well, I think they didn't do it that way because, again, it is called Roadhouse 2. So they had to show him get involved with the bar a little bit more. Like he's going to take over the bar now and he's yeah. going to make things right. But the bar, I mean flash forward since he took over the bar people have died the bar you know got destroyed his uncle's house got destroyed like this guy's bad news you know he really like he he, he turned that whole town upside down you know so I, I wonder if john taffer from bar rescue came into this bar he's like hey i was sitting here outside the black pelican let's go check in see a business he would walk in and be like shut it down <laughs> as soon as like people are just getting beat up and then Shane, dude, so his first time he's at Wait, the- Wait, hold on, hold on. We're going to bypass the impression you just did? It was that good. I didn't think it needed to be. Okay, I just wanted to address it. That's okay. That's right. I'm, I'm adding that to my Rolodex. <laughs> but uh, no, so, so Shane's at the bar. You mentioned they used that same line. I thought you'd be bigger. At first, before they were saying that line, the line they said two times, and I thought they were going to interchange them, kept saying like, oh, you're Dalton's boy. They kept saying that over and over again. And then, then, then you heard that I thought you'd be bigger line twice. Wh- the one time after he beat the cap out of three guys, yep. did the same kind of thing. You know, it's funny that he's married to Christina Applegate. Kind of remind me of Al Bundy would beat the crap out of the boyfriends <laughs> and like yeah, yeah. threw him. But this, he, they roll him down the stairs and then he goes in the one guy's pocket and he pulls out like a comical sized bag of crystal meth. <laughs> now, was this before the kickboxing uh, montage when he was kicking the bag? 
Because, I mean, that, that was an important part to see in the movie. That was weird. And then, That's, yeah. Why it, was, it was like out of the blue. He was just, you know, you had the storyline. And then also just a good, like, you know, seven minutes of him just kicking the bag. <laughs> just, you know. It was kind of like Ren McCormick in uh, Footloose. Yeah. Dancing in an empty warehouse. So now, so when he's at the bar now, the bartender, after I guess the, he clears it out a little bit, the bartender says, all right, last call. How do you say yell last call when it's still like 100 people in the bar? How is that going to, like, I, I can't imagine that going over well. Well, the cops, because the cops are going Jake Busey, maybe they'll be real hard on them and then find them over and over again. If people, I've been at bars before that the cops come in, they're like, all right, guys, you got to get out. I guess. Maybe that had to do with, yeah, I know, they should have mentioned that board, but now I guess you got to close, you got to close. What, you think there's a time restraint? For, so, like, in Louisiana, with the only bar open in town, you know, they have to go, they stop at 11 o'clock at night. Well, 11 o'clock and you have to have a, you know, the town issued cordless phone. (laughs) (laughs) And how'd you like when he did the rules thing, like his dad rules of the black Pelican one, never underestimate anyone or any situation Two, take it outside. Three, be nice until it's time to not be nice. And not one of those rules comes in effect. Like I said, those bouncers do absolutely nothing. The entire movie, you don't see them do anything. And you know, you, you know, spoiler alert, I'm not going to tell you which bouncer was, uh, you know, backstabber, but he looked guilty from the beginning. I know. I thought he did because when he, he gave attitudes the whole time. 100%. Every time he's like, what's this guy doing here? And he is the only one that looks like a bouncer. I mean, he was yeah. a big guy, you know, but he looked guilty from the beginning. And he didn't know that because I or his uncle did tell him to watch out for him. Right. Or something. Did he say a name? He said, he, find he, out he mentioned a name. Oh. He did. Because I think later in the movie, that's when he goes to him. But. Why did it take him so long to get to him? Like, he, he's, his uncle said it, and then he didn't go there right away. He goes, oh, I'll take care of it, down, you know, whatever. And he doesn't go until later on in the movie. Yeah, I guess until he actually finds out. Yeah, that's pretty – yeah, that made no sense. No, and, yeah, and why would he inclu- wait that long? And he included him on everything he was doing. And someone died because of it. Yeah, 100%. But so, we'll get to yeah. that. So, <laughs> so the next thing we get, Richard Dorton, we mentioned him before. We see him for the first time. He is like the big drug boss. He is the kingpin. He is Jake Busey's boss. And yeah. here's, here's a line that makes no sense. So Jake Busey says, we need the Pelican. Get on the phone with the lawyers and make the place mine. Then he puts his buddy or his henchman, he starts drowning him in the hot tub. And here's what I want to ask you. That's not how lawyers work. You can't just, as a lawyer, say, you know what? I want that. I'm going to get it. That's not how it happened. First of all, he was like a Weasley lawyer. I mean, like ridiculous. And how, how about when uh, that girl kissed? I, I, I was going to get that, so <laughs> I wrote that down. Is that what they do? I, maybe that's what they do down south. Maybe they were brother and sister, and that's you know you had to kiss, you know, give her a kiss goodbye. I mean, there's no way a girl looking like that is going to kiss that. We. He reminded me of uh, Paul Bearer. Oh like, yeah, uh, you know, wrestling, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, you know, and and yeah, I wrote that down about Busey. He seems to beat up his own people a lot. Oh, definitely. For no reason, like he, he's going to tell this guy to do something that doesn't happen. You just can't have lawyers do that. And then, and then right after that is when they go to meet with him. Right, yeah. Shane's sitting at the bar, like doing the books. Which let's be real, he's a DA agent. Doesn't mean he can balance a. Ch- you know, he's not an accountant. He can't just right. look at those and be like, oh, I get this. But no. And then the guys are like, we're going to offer you four hundred thousand dollars, and he's like, no. Bar's not for sale. And the lawyer gets like kind of flustered. So then they leave. They go back to Jake Busey hanging out. And I can't unsee Jake Busey getting a double handy yeah. in the hot tub. That was just, why? Why did their hands have to be there? Just moving around. It was like, it's just weird. And again, those girls are good looking, you know, and he's just, a, he's such a creepy look. He looks like he's on crack. Like he's like, he's a yeah. creepy looking guy. No, he does know, look weird. Um, yeah. So, and then this is where the cordless phone comes in because this is what I wrote it down right after that scene. Yeah. And it said, you know, I guess, and not, not to mention that it is an old school phone, but he had great connection in the woods. I mean, I can't get connection when, you know, when I go upstairs in my, my upstairs, my cell phone doesn't work that well. This guy's in the woods with an old school cordless phone and he had no problem. No, I know. Yeah. No, no. There's a lot of things that they make sense. How about the form of transportation she took to get there? <laughs> Fan boats look like they're obviously the loudest and they're the most boring forms of travel. And it's used multiple times in this movie. I, I was going to say, for uh, again, for a girl, she, ha- she has a car. Why is she using those, uh, what are they, what kind of, the swamp boats or whatever they're called? Fan boat. Or, Fan boat. Yeah. Okay. 
So yeah, that that was that's her. <laughs> Unless she lives that close, and maybe you have to go way around like the marsh or something. But yeah, that I was guess. that made no sense. And then she like basically breaks into the house. He he sees the fan boat when he peeps out the window. Right. He doesn't know it's her. And then he comes up, gun out, Glock pointed at her. She kicks him right in the nuts. Well, okay. So first of all, and it's he's mentioned something to her, like you know, you just break into people's houses. So her line was, "Well, the door was open." Yeah. So like, I guess apparently, if someone's door is open, it's okay to walk in. Well, if I was young and single, she can. You know, if I left my door open, boat can come in. <laughs> and that was her name. You know, it's funny. Early in the movie, I heard she said her name was Bo, and I couldn't make it out. I didn't have the closed captioning on. I was like doing other stuff, and I'm like. Maybe that's short for something, but it's like Bo. It's definitely Bo. <laughs> okay, and you mentioned that she kicked him in the nuts, right? Yes. He goes to her. He goes, "Where'd you learn how to kick like that?" <laughs> I mean, it's not like she did a Van Damme spinning kick. She just kicked him in the balls. Yeah. I mean, like you know, I don't know that like needs training or anything. That's. But then we find out later she is trained. She's military. Is she military? See, I had questions with that later on. I, oh I yeah, yeah. Okay, we have yeah, to explain we'll, that later on. Yeah, we'll get into that. So. So the next thing I ha- oh yeah, so they're leaving the place. The guy and the girl, I guess they both take the fan boat. He wanted to take the fan boat with her. So the cop, one of the we there's only three cops in this in Correct. this town. We've seen one, this is the second one. So they see him leave, and Billy, Jake Busey, and his crystal meth gang go to the house and just completely trash it. Well, so while they're trashing it, she's at the, the diner. So what I was questioning is he's in he's in the FBI, correct? Yeah, and he's telling her all this stuff, and he says, "Keep it to yourself." And at this point, he still doesn't know her name because he says, "I don't know you. I, we don't even. I don't even know your name." So he's trusting this girl who just broke into his house, telling her everything that he doesn't want to tell anybody else, and he doesn't know her name. That's how and, he, spoiler alert: it's Jake Busey's cousin in the movie. So he she's basically relaying all this information. Which is an there's so many things to this. So it's her, it's his cousin. Okay, I'm gonna skip ahead a lot, but the whole time he they're kind of communicating back and forth. At one point, Jake Busey calls her and says, "Hey, trouble's coming your way. You better get out." And then ten minutes later, Jake Busey's like girlfriend with the ninja stars is attempting to murder her. Yeah, so it just the the combination between the two. But again, we'll. <laughs> we'll get there we'll get there in a little bit but yeah so yeah why the hell would he just tell her all the information it was so yeah. stupid yeah so we talked about this before they meet people like to meet in the dark why the hell did jake bc choose to do the drug deal while the bar was open right in the kitchen of the bar well not not only that so obviously shane so he's setting him up correct he should set up Busey. yes okay he doesn't check the other door. Like, so he lures him to the kitchen, or not even lures him. He allows Busey to just basically go wherever he wants to do his deal. Like, first of all, who owns the bar at this point? Is it Nate's bar? Well, it's Nate's bar, and it, the, the nephew took over. But no, he tried to set it up. He set up cameras and microphones upstairs. But, yeah. but they escaped. So they were they escaped from the back door. Yeah. Right? They didn't, they didn't leave anyone in the back door. They're like, all right, we're going to guard the front door. We know they're in there. But we're going to give them a way to escape very easily. And then the guy, I don't have his name written down yet, but what was the name of the bouncer that? I don't remember. Oh, Luther. Okay. Luther's the one at that point because they're standing there and he shows his badge because they're getting yep. ready to break into the yep. kitchen yep. and bust Jake Busey in the drug deal. And he tips them off. He basically lets them know like, hey, they're here. So they run. Gunshots are going. And this is one thing that they never mentioned. I don't know if they cut a scene. I wonder if they have like a Blu-ray special edition. Probably not. But did you notice Jake Busey when he leaves, when he's on his fan boat? This is the dumbest thing ever. So no, he goes in his fan fan boat. How fast do fan boats go? It looks like they're almost going backwards. That's how slow they go. No, but how about he has a girl and it's not not his cousin. It's not his girlfriend with the Ninja Stars. He has a girl. If you go back and watch it, he has a girl arm around her throat, gun to her head. Whatever happened with that? They never talked about that at all. And the next scene, I'm thinking, the next cut, I'm thinking, oh, Shane's going to be like in another fan boat chasing after him. No, he's just sitting there talking to his DA buddy. I'm like, wait, nobody's cared about this woman? That's somebody's daughter. <laughs> yeah, that totally went. Well, you know, when they saw the next scene and I saw the ninja girl again, I thought 
maybe I missed it. Maybe he had the ninja girl and he's pointing the gun to her, like pretending like he's going to do something, but it was really the girl that he's with. That's what I thought later on. But no, I went saying, backwards. I know. I, I went back because okay. I was like, what the right. hell? So, but yeah. maybe you, yeah, yeah, that was weird. It's like, <laughs> all right, you know, they, they totally let her go. Like, that was weird. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote that down. I'm like, what the hell is Shane just hanging out? <laughs> so then uh, Richard Norton, dude, he has some great lines in this movie. And I wish I could remember, I wish I asked him about some of these lines, but so he says when he's talking to Jake about Jake Busey, he he says, never send a my he for he's sitting on his yacht with his like smoking hot, like she's probably like 20 year old girl. He has never sent a minor leaguer to pitch game seven of the world series. <laughs> that is true. I can't say that that's not true. No, it's definitely true. And let me, you know what? There's something about like a villain having like an accent like that. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you just know, like there's something like, without knowing anything about Richard Norton, you're going to think like, Oh, this guy's a badass. I mean, you got some kind of like Australian or English accent or, you know what? We have a German accent. Like, you know, when the villain is not from around here and has an accent, it's gonna be a, they're gonna be a badass. Yeah, if he opened his mouth and he just sounded like he was from Delaware, I'd be like, "Ah, oh, get this movie off." <laughs> but no, I love when he. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. So a Delaware uh, accent is what would make you turn this movie off. Not the fact that the movie's not that good, but if they have a Delaware accent, forget about it. This movie's horrible. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But uh, so then I love when he lands in his plane. He shows up. He lands, and it, <laughs> the, the like the bay of the. The water plane pops open and he goes, God, I hate this fucking shithole. Well, first of all, how small is that plane? I mean, that is like, and he's a big, he's a pretty big guy. That's a, oh, scary, yeah. that probably is an uncomfortable. Now, where's he coming from? Like, it, does he live in the South? I, I, something tells me he doesn't live in that area. He lives. And I'll tell you because in the next line I wrote down, okay. He lives in Miami. Okay. And do you know how I know he lives in Miami? No, humor me. He goes, he goes, wait, he goes, kill all the, well, I'll cut this part out. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, kill all these people and seal the deal so I could be home for the Marlins game. <laughs> so this bad guy, Victor Cross, he's like this big monster, just drug, drug dealer. He's a Florida Marlins fan. They're still in Florida at this point. Yeah, but maybe he, has, maybe, maybe he has box seats. Oh, I would I, I'd hope so. Nobody else goes to the games. <laughs> they probably give them away. But, okay, so I think there's definitely a timeline issue with the whole movie. It's, everybody seems to get every, everywhere very quickly. Oh, whether, yeah. they're, whether they're getting to the hospital, whether they're getting to you know the bar, it's like very quick. You know, so I'm, a, I'm flying a small plane like that from Miami to Louisiana. Uh, it's, it seemed very quick. Yeah, it seemed like he was like on the phone with him, and then he hung up. He said the never send the minor leaguer line, and then he's there yeah. that fast. So then, right after this, again, fan boats. I think that they accidentally the person. This is early internet time. Internet was around for ten years, but it was a lot slower. I think whoever was doing the ordering for like things for the props they accidentally put a like they hit one and it froze they hit one again and they accidentally you know they they leased this they rented the fan boats for 11 days because they used it way too much when he and his gang are in the fan boat and it's like coming up on the blonde chick that's hanging out they shut it off and then he goes hey you better stick stay away from that lover boy of yours and then they just, <laughs> just like, why, dude? He would have been more badass if he rode past in a scooter. Yeah, or a jet ski. I'll even give him a jet ski, you know. Yeah. But yeah, fan boat is I don't know, kind of lame. Or a power boat. I understand it is the Bayou, so they have to do that. Like I guess, but like a badass, like red flames on it. I'd be like, all right, Jake Busey. You know, this guy's intimidating, but he can't run away. People can swim faster than that. <laughs> that would have been a good scene. If they would have had you know, Shane chasing after him and Shane just dives on the back of a crocodile or an alligator, just like start chasing him down. Didn't they do something like that with uh, a police academy movie or something? Wasn't there a chase? There was a movie that they had a chase on the fan boats. And I want to say police academy, but maybe not. Like it doesn't sound familiar. It, sound, it sounds like something police academy would do <laughs> because it's the silliest form of transportation. It is. <laughs> 
<laughs> Remember they were supposed to meet at the bar? Yes. And because he was like, I'm going to do the deal, 400 grand, just pay to fix my uncle's house. Instead, he goes on the date with the blonde. Okay. And then she's like, you know what? This is, you know, let's just keep hanging out. You know what I thought about? And this is so weird to say, but we didn't know much about her, right? Didn't even know her name at this point. We didn't know the connection to Jake Busey, really. And it was just so weird because his dad lived in the town. He didn't see the mom. It was just, I, I don't know why. If anybody saw the movie Old Dog, I thought of like this weird old dog situation because they weren't, she wasn't like really attracted to him yet. They, she was almost like playing like brother sister. If she ever, if she had said the line, I never knew my dad. <laughs> Wait, are we talking about Bo? Talking about Bo and oh, sure. and Shane because she wasn't really into him. She was more like acting like brother, like buddy, like picking on. No, him. I think I think she was into him the minute he changed. The really? Time. Okay. Because I mean, the way she was looking at him after she was dropping those lug nuts, I think it was like a tease. No, no, I think she was definitely. But you said brother and sister, but that's. You know, down south. So maybe you said maybe their relationship. You know, she looked at him as a brother because that's part of uh, you know. So that's I mean, foreplay in Louisiana, dropping <laughs> lug nuts. So uh, I heard you made it with Susie last night. Yeah, you know, I was dropping her lug nuts. If you know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so yeah, so that's that part. He blew off the deal, which is kind of dumb. One of his bouncer, bouncers got murdered. Yep. When they finally went to the Black Pelican. And the other one was like severely beaten because he was in crutches at the end of the movie and dancing. And that was the robot bouncer, right? The one that was doing the robot in the beginning of the movie? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the that one that they actually said he's a little slow? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So he's again, we, 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 have, we have the dads and the slow bouncers. That's, yeah. In this rough redneck town that has fights going on constantly in a bar, that's who you're hiring. Yeah. And, and your your best bouncer is a guy who's probably in his 50s. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> so then we were talking about it before, like the sprinkling of the Dalton killed story. So this is where he opens up about it and he says, so my dad was at my house and when he walked in, he got shot and he goes like, that could have been me. I think about that every day. And it's like, all right, where's this going to go? No, you know, that's not what he said. Yeah, that's how his dad died. No, he borrowed his car. Oh, I thought it was in his house. No, he borrowed his car. And ah. so he said, my, he, my dad borrowed my car and, you know, he got murdered. He got shot. And they must have thought it was me. That's why. So he walked into the house. He, why would he think it's, it's Shane? So he said he borrowed my car and that should have been me. Because ah. he had my car. So that's why it makes, that's why Busey talks about it later on. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought he said house, but. Yeah, no, 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 no. It, it, it barred his car. Because that's when, what's his name? Uh, Robert uh, Norton. Uh, he talks about it. He goes. Oh, no, no, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So now see, yeah. So no, he barred his car. Yeah. His name's Richard Norton. If he listens to this. Oh. Okay. He'll, he'll find he, you. He probably will. He'll tell Chuck or Jackie to come kick your ass. Just <laughs> <laughs> still mind blowing. That whole connection Unbelievable. Was so cool. So then, yeah, so we find that out. And then, you know, we mentioned it before. Luther is the snake bouncer. He is the one who told everybody, tipped him off, that, hey, those guys are there. Shane's not there. So then Shane calls him. This is actually really cool. So Jamie mentioned this before, but Shane calls him. And he's like, hey, uh, I'm going to go over to the Pelican and clean things up. You know, there was a, there was a break in there, something like that. And then the guy calls him and he's like, Hey, Shane's going to go to this place. And then right after they yank up the phone, Shane jumps through the window using the, the top of a metal garbage can as like his thing. He gets him in there, just beats him up, kicks him in the nuts. And I think that's pretty much it. It was pretty quick. All right. So again, a window, unless it's ground level, you know, maybe you could jump through it, but it, most windows are above, you know, what, sh- shoulder shoulder height? You know, it's pretty – how do you jump through a window like that? Like, he dove through the window. This, is, Dal- this is Dalton's boy. That is true, you know. Um, yeah, okay, so, okay. But regardless, and it's a hard window, obviously. He had no problem going through it. Um, th- you know, it shattered right away, and then he's able to fight right you know, like To me, you know – I fall down. I'm ready to, you know, like take a breather. You know, yeah. I dove through a window and then he started kicking some ass. No, like, no. That was amazing. Right, right away. So then another great Richard Norton line right after this, when he, when Jake Busey screws up again, it doesn't buy the bar. He goes, you fuck this up. I fuck you up. 
<laughs> and then, so now they're going to go murder. He basically tells them like, Hey, go take care of the uncle in the hospital, which again, if he dies, there has to be a will that the bar goes to someone else. I don't think it's right. just like gets thrown right. into auction, but yeah, so he's going to, dude, he's going to murder the uncle in the hospital bed. And the security in this hospital is non-existent. I, they just I walked right in. I wrote that down. So now, have you ever been to a hospital before? Yeah, I just visited my dad like a couple months ago. They like had my ID. Yeah, they wrote right, down Okay, everything. so not, not even security. There wasn't one nurse. There wasn't one outside of the one girl at the front desk. That got her ass kicked for a second. How kick. may I help you? Yeah, right. So outside of the one person at the front desk, every hallway was dark. There wasn't one nurse. wasn't... There's never a time when there's people not moving back and forth about any hall. So this, again, but there's only three people that work at a uh, police station. So maybe there's only three people that work in a hospital, you know, and they have multiple floors, so they can't be everywhere. Yeah, one per floor. (laughs) But so the uncle, he knew it was coming pretty much right away. He knew, dude, he, I thought it was pretty slick that he put on like the, he put on like the scrubs and he was, had the mop of the floor, but dude, he could have snuck out. He could have just been gone. But no, he beats the crap out of him with a mop. And then the last guy, it reminded me of like a Rambo or WWF. The guy ran into the mop and like clotheslined himself on the mop. I love this roommate. I know. What was up with it? What was his problem? <laughs> hey, they're going to, the nurses are going to yell at you again if you're out of your bed. <laughs> and then how about when the uncle headbutts the head, ninja star check? I thought she was indestructible. She yeah, beat no, up a lot of people in this movie. He was a badass. I mean, he really was like, you know, again, he's an older guy. Um, never seen him act like that. I mean, he's always, he's a good actor. Just never seen him like physical like that. Yeah. Um, and he got, he wasn't, he's, he got stabbed or shot and like, he's pretty hurt. He's hurt because he tried to get out of the hospital when uh, Shane visited him and he couldn't move. He's like, all right, not yet. I'm not ready to yeah. go. And he's still able to fight. I mean, that's a badass. How about Jake Busey's job was to go there and murder him? He stabbed him and, that's it. He won one stab yeah. and then he, yeah. why did he kill him? Yeah. That was the reason he was sent there. Richard Norton should have like kicked his ass right away. It made no sense. He just stabbed him and then just left. Yeah. So then Richard Norton goes and he, Oh, this is when we find out that they're cousins. Cause Shane goes to Bo's house and he's like, how did you know that there was going to be something going on at the black Pelican? Well, you know, He's my cousin. He gave me a heads up on it. So then as soon as they're in the house, you're click, click. And he's like, oh, company's here. Well, so, so she's been setting him up the whole movie and now he trusts her hundred percent and she's the tag along. Like I, I guess she was like, I guess she was kind of setting up, but in a way like avoiding him, like getting away from danger. But no, I know what you mean, but this is where she pulls the gun out. Yeah. So where did she talk about being in, in the military? Right there. She goes, that's how I got that. The military helped pay for my college. She goes, she like, yeah. So then there's like gunshots going on. And then I don't remember how she, I think Norton or somebody must have grabbed Shane and put him on the ground. Well, so while the gunshots are going off and I, and I wrote this down and you see this a lot movies. Now I'm not a gun expert. Maybe you could give me your opinion, but how come every time a pillow gets shot, feathers go all over the place? I know. No, it just explodes. like, Like you just shot like, 200 chickens at once and you see feathers all over the place. It happens in every movie. Uh, is, is that like real? Like if you shoot a pillow, I'm just, I've been thinking like a bullet's going to go right through the pillow from one side to the other. It's not going to explode, you know, and that's it. Like feathers, like, like you're having a, a pillow fight, yeah. you know. It's funny that in that, in that sense, when they shoot pillows, they explode. But other movies, killers use pillows like assassins <laughs> to be a silencer and it doesn't fly everywhere. So that no, makes no sense. How about him? Shane's in the back shooting his gun. She's the one out near the window firing a shotgun out at these people. Yeah. That was pretty badass that she was like right in the action. But dude, so Richard Norton is there. Him and Shane, Shane's tied up. They take the girl outside. Now, how did you feel about the two henchmen talking about raping her right on the dock? That was just, dude, that was just weird. That was very weird. That was, that was like, Almost like uncalled for. Like, yeah. <laughs> I guess they, they had to show how, like, get her even more mad. But she beat the shit out of him. She was good. It. Oh, yeah. dude. We'll, we'll get to it. But no, her, her fight scenes are, are really good. Really good. She beats the crap out of both of them, shoots the one guy right in the dock. So Richard Norton 
we find out when he's telling the story. He tells a story about when he was young, he was pulled over by, or I don't know how many years ago. It was Shane's first year on the state, the Louisiana State Police. He got pulled over. He arrested him for marijuana and cocaine possession. And then he is the one who ordered the hit on Dalton's dad. Actually, I think he says, I'm the one who killed yes, you. Yes, yes. He didn't say it. He didn't say that yet until later on. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, this shows you kind of badass Richard Norton is. He went there to take care of Shane. Now, Shane's been wreaking havoc the whole movie. Richard Norton's wearing a suit. Now, you know, if you're going to, he knows he can get in a fight with Shane because Shane's been beating up everybody. And you go there in a suit. Yeah. It's still, like, that's a badass move. You know, like, I mean, I, I, you, 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 I'm, I feel restricted wearing a suit at a wedding that I can't wait to take, to take the jacket off. Yeah. And this guy's going there to fight in a suit. Yeah. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty badass. Yeah. And if you guys haven't listened to it, go back after this and listen to an interview with Richard Norton from last week. He had a funny story about like the first time because Richard Norton is a martial arts. He's a black belt. He does MMA. He's trained with Chuck Norris. He does a lot of fight coordinating. He's working right now on suicide squad too. So he talks about like the way they do it. Like they, when they're acting out the fight scenes, like he didn't do the fight coordinated for this movie, but he's like, you do like 10%, then 20%, then 40% speed it up. And he goes, the first time that he went full on Jonathan, he goes, I think he pretty much wet himself. And if you watch fight scenes, that's, what's great about knowing that he's the stuntman and the actor is you can look at him the whole time. It's the same guy. There's a few times Jonathan uh, Shane turns his head. It looks like a different guy. He, uh, Richard didn't remember if he used a stunt guy or not for anything, but dude, he would definitely kick his ass in real life. Oh, you know what? I was saying that it looks, you could tell like he's holding back so much because he has to, you know, he has to get beat up. He has to lose. Um, but you can tell like if, if this was going to be a fair fight, he would have destroyed him. Dude, the forearms that he was throwing yeah. through the wall yeah. and just, yeah. it was a pretty good fight. It was quick, but it was a, it was a good yeah. fight. Yeah. So this is where, Again, you mentioned about pillows blowing up. This is another trope that's in these movies way too much. So Shane and Bo, they they want to go to the Black Pelican because they know something's going down. There's a big drug, another big drug deal going down on a place that Jake Busey doesn't own. That one cop, he's blocking the road. He basically says, you could do something or you can, I forget what the hell line is. It's one of those lines like make him guilty. So then the guys are talking, the drug dealers and Jake Busey and his gang, Shane and Bo, they ram all of the drug dealers' cars, and they proceed to uh, explode. <laughs> I wrote, I ain't like a domino effect. So oh, yeah, yeah. I again, I wasn't asked. Does that happen? You know, I mean, I see car accidents. You know, I've been in car accidents. I've never once did it explode. This was like all I did was hit one car, and they all exploded in a, in a row. Yeah, like they were. You know, but you know, I just didn't like. Yeah, that was weird. I paused it, and one car was on flames in the front near the hood. The other one had flames kind of out of the back. So the, the gas tank's only one place. Yeah. It's only going to explode one place, and that just doesn't happen. There's not enough gas in a car for it to explode like that. Maybe they were Pintos. Weren't they known to explode back in there? They like were, the- yeah, because they, the, yeah, they had the gas thing. In yeah, the yeah. You know, you know, it's funny. Before even when, – when, just one, one more thing. When uh, Jake was – Busey was at the hospital, and when Nate was – I guess hiding and he wasn't there. He he was so angry. He ripped the oxygen tank uh, the cord off the guy that was sleeping, the old man that was sleeping in the bed. <laughs> like he, like he took it out of this old, this poor old bastard who's in the hospital, uh, who's probably on his last breath. And he got so mad. He ripped it out of his nose. I thought, <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> that was pretty good. So then the end of this movie is like a tag team match. You have Shane versus Jake Busey and you have Bo versus ninja star chick and hands down girl fight a hundred times better a hundred percent easily the moves that were going on dude how about there were, in that one there were so many flips in it and the end of it so Bo gets stabbed in the stomach okay stabbed in the stomach the ninja star girl says probably one of the sickest lines that i've ever heard anyone say like those videos that i've sent you a million times top 100 badass one-liners right. that needs to be added i know this movie's not that good but when she goes let's see what your insides look like jesus <laughs> i don't this is where i wrote i'm on board with this movie i don't want a sequel i want a prequel and learn what happened to her as a kid 
Because something happened yeah. to make her this sick. Well, imagine watching it from my point of view. I have no idea why the blonde is good with guns or anything else. I didn't know she was in the military. And she's was like ridiculous in this, you know, and I had no idea why I couldn't like that made me hate the movie even more. So <laughs> it made, you made me like tone it down a little bit knowing that she was in the military. Cause that fight was awesome. You're like, what is it? Beginner's luck question mark? <laughs> no, but then she rips the whole knife out of her own stomach. Stat puts it in the girl's chest and then like ra- kicks her. They're like yeah. roundhouse kicks her. And then she's dead. And the Jake Busey fight, it was just a lot of slow-mo. Yep. There's a lot of slow-mo in the fight scenes in this movie. So then, He's getting choked, choked out by Jake Busey, Shane. When they do that flashback and you hear that, that wasn't Swayze's voice, right? And they, they, No, not at all. And they had a few of those flashbacks. No, I know. Of, and like the first one was so obvious it wasn't um, his voice, Patrick Swayze's voice. And I couldn't like – but I would, it, it, they made it look like it's him teaching his son – but it didn't even sound like it didn't even they didn't even try to sound like him. Like, oh, so it's like we're gonna pretend this is his father, but we're not gonna we're not gonna try to have someone sound like him at all. Like it was. It was yeah. I'm surprised that they couldn't use archive footage from it. Maybe they didn't have the rights to, or not for nothing. Sam Elliott probably could have been in this movie. Well, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> or yeah, just but, to, just to help him, just show him training him as a kid or something. You know, Patrick Swayze has like sort of a southern accent. They easily could have found someone a l- close enough. Come on, there's a lot of people out there. Oh, yeah. um, but again, the budget probably didn't hold for that. So they're like, they probably found you know the janitor on set. Listen, we need someone to be the voice. You know, um, we, we can't pay you enough to be on film, but we can give you a voice. So just throw it out there. Earl, put the mop down. We need you real quick. <laughs> we need you for a quick ten seconds. Yeah, hit it, Shane. So then Jake Busey gets kicked through a window. And the coroner's report would say death by pelican. So, what did, he landed on the pelican? Yeah. See, I I wrote down what did he land on? It looked like was it an upside down chair with the, the legs sticking up? Like I couldn't figure out what he landed on. Like <laughs> I was questioning that. How'd you know it was the pelican? Because they showed it. Kind of. They only showed like a pan down, and then you just saw like. The pelicans. Head. I didn't see a pelican at all. I saw like a chair that was upside down with a, a piece of wood in the middle of the floor. That's what I saw that he landed yeah. on. But yeah, he wanted it so bad. And then look, that's how he died. And I love how this movie ended. So because right now it's pretty much, it's the end of the movie. They, he gets his big drug bust because he got Victor who was Richard Norton. He was like one of the biggest drug dealers in the country. So then they have the bar, there's fights going on. We see the one guy that was Robo. You know, the, the guy doing the robot, that bouncer, he's in uniform in crutches. Why, why is he and, employed? And still doing the robot. Yes. And the uncle is back to tending bar, and he says a line from the original. He goes, you're nice until you, you don't – what the hell's the line? I have it written down earlier. But he's like, be nice until it's time to not be nice. And that was like the end. But do you remember who came over with the, the glasses in the very last – like? Five seconds of the movie, his his buddy from the hospital. No, it was that was it. That was who it was. Oh, yeah, because awesome. he goes, "Hey, can you bring me some glasses?" He puts the glasses down in front of him, and then Uncle Nate Will Patton walks away, and he goes, "Yeah, he's my boss now." <laughs> That's awesome. No, I didn't like, recognize that. <laughs> yeah, like a throwaway line, and then he's like, "You have to stick around." But yeah, so that's the end of the movie. That's Roadhouse Two, Last Call. So Jamie, now that Oof. things have changed a little bit for you, what did you what did you think about the movie? Um, it didn't change enough. Oh, okay. I I would not recommend this movie, to be honest with you. I I, I think if I didn't have to watch it, um, I wouldn't. It ha- to me, it has really nothing to do with the first movie. Uh, even again, even the concept. The, the first movie is all about bouncers and and the you know the bar and how rough it is. This, I mean, not only that, the main star. His fighting style is like Jason Statham and Van Damme. Like it's not like to me. You could you could have named this another kind of movie and it might have fit. You know, like but naming it Roadhouse Two just to use Patrick Swayze as a background. Um, I don't like it. Uh, I wasn't a fan. Yeah, they could have done better when it came to that. But I, yeah, honestly, like if this movie was on, like especially back in the day, like two thousand six, like when I wasn't married without a kid, I would watch just movie upon movie upon movie. And if this one came on like HBO or something, I would have watched it. It was really with, if you take out the credits, 
it was like an hour and 15 minutes. And there were some good scenes. And after talking to Richard Norton, his fight scene was good. The, honestly, the ninja star in the block, that was one of the coolest like girl on girl fight scenes that I've seen. And that was pretty badass. like in the kitchen in a small space. Now I, and Will Patton was badass. So to see the guy that and remember the Titans, which I've seen a million times, that's like this really calm football coach. And to just beat the crap out of everyone that comes in contact with them, it was pretty cool. Well, I think again, I think if you take, I, I think, I think what the problem is is that Roadhouse One is such a cult movie, and I think people are going to go into this movie thinking it's something that it's not. And I think you know, if you if you've never seen Roadhouse One, you have no clue what it's about, then you might like the movie a little bit. Maybe, maybe you you know the cheesy eighty. It's almost like an eighties action movie is really what it is, even though it was made in two thousand six. Um, maybe, but I think, I just think it's just, I don't know. I wasn't a big fan. I think, I think some of the actors were good in the movie, but for overall for the movie, not, not for me. I had too many questions. (laughs) (laughs) You did have a lot of questions, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, that was Roadhouse too. I think along the way we talked about things that could have been different. There's a lot, obviously that needs to be done to make it like a perfect movie, but if you're not doing anything one day, check it out because I think some of the things in it are super silly. And so again, go back last week, listen to Richard Dorton's interview, go back, listen to our other reviews, all of our other interviews. There's so many good ones that we've done. So many great ones that we have coming up as well. Review rate and share our podcast. Now, next week we're interviewing Sean Kanan. You know him as the bad guy in Karate Kid part three. If you're a General Hospital fan, Bold and the Beautiful, Young and the Restless, he's been in all those shows for, I think I told it up, it was like over 900 or 1,000 episodes. And people know him. You mentioned that your wife. She, 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 my wife, my mother-in-law, they're like so jealous that we had a chance to reach out to him and talk to him. I'm looking forward to everybody hearing it. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah, he was badass. Mike Barnes, the story about the whole process of landing that role. It was a huge open casting call. And yeah, he was a big fan of the movie, so it made it even better. And he kind of had a background and a connection to the movie before even trying out. So yeah, so subscribe so you don't miss out. Again, thanks for listening. Again, you got to review, you got to rate, you got to share us. Good night. Good night. <laughs>